We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. kind of mythical powers does a Sun Devil have? we got to consider that. It's embarrassing, but we are who we are. We're not a very good team, but we're 3-1 and one somehow. And we got all the voters fooled, thinking we're pretty good. Jaworski Lane at 275 pounds showed a heck of a lot of athletic ability. All right, let's talk some college football. John, right. another huge, huge week in college football. It felt like I uh, had a couple big games last week, but everything uh, really to me has been building uh, towards some of the monster showdowns we get this week. Yeah, th- this one, it's really top-heavy, right? Like, there, there's only a handful of ra- ranked matchups, but two of them are some of the most consequential games that we're going to get this entire season. Uh, you get, at least by AP poll standards, the first time that a 1-2 matchup has been played in Athens, Georgia. Very excited about that mm-hmm. one. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I got the Georgia shirt on. Um, but uh, so that, that game is going to be crazy. We'll, we'll, we'll get there in a second. And then the fact that we get that game and then it just, it ends. And then you get Bama LSU right after. I mean, it at Tiger Stadium, which, you know, Brett, Brian Denny, uh, awesome electric environment, all, all that good stuff, but like nothing beats Tiger Stadium at night. Like that's just so raucous. And, and you know, if you asked me a month ago what that game was going to look like, I, I would have been like, well, that's just going to be a, you know, kind of run of the mill Alabama pasting of LSU. But LSU has really, you know, kind of turned it on of late. You know, the Florida game was huge for them. They go ahead and they crush Ole Miss, who was undefeated at the time. And all of a sudden, you know, there's a little bit of juice uh, with this LSU team after, you know, them just kind of having the existential crisis of having a new coach get off to as rough of a start as Brian Kelly did. Um, however, we are looking at 13 points for the Tide, so that seems pretty high for, get, given everything I just said about LSU and LSU being at home. And, you know, Bama, for, for you know, what it's worth for them, what's their good win? They don't really have one. They, they They've beaten... Their only ranked win came against a team that has three losses, the only ranked team with three losses right now, and that that's Texas, and they did it uh, when Q- Quinn Ewers was obviously knocked out during the course of that game. So, you know, I, I've talked about it with uh, with some of my radio folks, my, my various radio hits over the course of the week, and it feels like 
this is less than a great Alabama team, but even by that metric, it's still a very, very good football team. They still have Bryce Young. They're coming off the bye. I kind of think that, you know, the shoulder is going to be about as good as it's been since the start of the season. And therefore, as much as I'm rooting for a great game here, I, I do think that the tide cover that one, but, but uh, your thoughts there and, and you know, what, how do you view that this Georgia Tennessee one? I'm really, really excited uh, to watch this game uh, on Saturday afternoon. That's for sure. I, I'm with you on Bama. It doesn't, this does not feel like a, you know, an A plus Alabama team. And we've seen a few of those over the last decade. I, it's like a, a solid B plus for me. Like it just, I, I mean, when you, when you have the kind of talent turnover that Alabama does, this is how it works, but it feels like, every like four or five years you get a team that's like, this is just not really close to what we're used to seeing. And it's still a top five team, oftentimes a top three team. Um, but I, I'm with you on Bama, not looking uh, the part of, of those typical dominant Alabama teams, but still, I mean, they're almost a two touchdown favorite on the road at LSU. I I'll take I'll take Alabama to win that game. I'll take LSU to cover a pretty big number. Um, obviously I'm, you know, really focusing my efforts on, on previewing this Wisconsin, Maryland game, but yeah. Tennessee, Georgia, it's going to be a war, man. You, uh, you, you sent me uh, a really interesting tweet just to, from bad MGM. In fact, uh, about where the money's coming in on this game, 94% of the money nationally is on Tennessee plus eight, 90% of the bets are on Tennessee plus eight in the state of Tennessee. Shockingly, 98% of the money uh, is on the Vols. None of that really too surprising. You know, it's a team that hasn't been in a game like this in a really long time. Obviously, um, you know, people that have not been able to legally gamble and you know, get these kind of statistics uh, in the past. You know, this is kind of a first for, for a lot of people in Tennessee. So I, I'm not really shocked to see those numbers. But I mean, what do you make of Tennessee jumping Georgia uh, in the initial college football playoff rankings? Like to me, I, I don't really a lot of people, you know, seem to think that there's some sort of like conspiracy going on with these and this is the first time where i ever really thought huh this is this is really interesting you know the fact that they did this really does happen to add some juice uh to this tennessee georgia matchup it does you know uh georgia had been you know the number one team in the land for for some for quite some time um i i think i don't really take issue with tennessee being number one mm-hmm. i think they've pretty much passed every test that would lead you to believe that they, that they deserve the, the number one billing in the, in the land right now. Um, you know, they, they have the best win of anyone by, by beating Alabama, uh, they, at 63 they, to six over Akron. Yeah. The, uh, who, who could forget, uh, you know, the, the whomping of Tennessee Martin, the list goes on. Um, but you know, I think some people that, that like to push back on the Tennessee thing, they, they like to point out that Pitt played them close. It's like Pitt's, I mean, Pitt, obviously, their season has gone south since then. But I think coming into the season, you know, Pitt was ranked. They were a good team. Um, you know, they. It, I don't take anything off of off of that necessarily. And, and uh, you know, Tennessee also pasted LSU at Tiger Stadium. So it makes sense to me that, that they're uh, number one. Um, as for, like, how this game unfolds, yeah, I think of it like this. Like, Tennessee is so quick strike. They're so explosive on offense that Georgia basically, if they don't limit Tennessee's possessions, they're in deep trouble because th- this Georgia defense, it's good. It's not as good as it was last year, though. It's And and they lost Nolan Smith for the season after the Florida game last week. That's a huge loss on the edge for them. So they, they're going to need you know guys like MJ Sherman and Robert Beal to, to step up on the edge and create some pressure for Hendon Hooker. And I think on the offensive side, 
Stetson Bennett cannot afford to get rattled. If Tennessee does go up in this one early and Georgia has to go catch up mode a little bit, he can't make that killer mistake that, you know, what was really prevalent with him in that SEC championship game a year ago. Um, and Georgia, they're facing a really good run defense. Like a lot of people malign the Tennessee defense, but it's mostly in the in the secondary. It's not so much the, against the run. They are quite good against the run. So if Georgia can't get that going and they're playing behind the sticks, this could get ugly. Uh, I, I'll, I'll I'll just come out and say it. So I that it makes me feel better that the handle is so decidedly on Tennessee's side for for this one. Um, but at the same time, like give me the truth serum. Like I kind of feel like Tennessee wins on Saturday. I think objectively as someone who does not have a rooting interest in Georgia, that's the more fun outcome uh, because you know, you look at the the top of the college football playoffs and after Tennessee at one, it's Ohio state, Georgia, Clemson, Michigan, Alabama. It's like, okay, those are the teams that are there every year or have been recently. Um, and you know, LSU, Oregon, those teams like that are, are a couple spots down. They're always in the mix. Like, Tennessee is the party crasher here. So to me, it's, it's more fun if they kind of keep this run going. It, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a Cinderella run by any means. I mean, this is a really good team. Uh, so it's not like a Boise State situation, but Tennessee has not been a good program for two decades. So I, I think to see this continue uh, objectively as a fan would be fun. And it's not like it knocks Georgia out of the race if they lose this game. Like they're, they're still going to have a chance uh, you know, to, to find their way into the college football playoffs. So I, I will not be rooting for Tennessee. I will not be rooting for Georgia either. I'm just going to, I'm going to take this one in as a neutral observer, but you know, because you're wearing your NCAA hat. Yes, exactly. Just with the the blue circle that says NCAA. Um, I I do have a soft spot in my heart though, for the dogs because of you. Well, thank you very, very much appreciated. And, you know, I've been doing some thinking on, on Tennessee and, you know, you know, the, the fact that, uh, that this is really the first time, since we've been adults that they've been good. And it kind of led me back to, to some thinking that Tennessee is very familiar. I don't know if you're familiar with these things, but they're a big thing on the East coast once in a while. And that's why it lines up. Well, why, why this is a good metaphor. Uh, Tennessee is like the cicadas, the cicadas, they, they hang out underground. You don't hear from them for long swaths of time, upwards of two decades and then they come out of the ground and you can't escape them all across the land, all across the eastern seaboard, all across the southeast. That's what Tennessee football is right now. They are the cicadas and they've been biding their time underground and now they're out and everyone knows about it. It's very loud. I love that analogy. I'm familiar with cicadas. You know, Every now and then it becomes an issue uh, up here, probably not as much uh, as it is in, in other parts of the country, but uh, you don't have to explain that one to me. That that, that was fantastic. Um, and I, I think very apt uh, to describe this Tennessee situation. Uh, all right, we got to get out of here, man. So give me your your you favorite picks, uh, other games that we have not hit on real quick. Um, so again, do you like Bama to cover here? I like Marshall minus two and a half against Old Dominion. I think they can win that one by closer to a touchdown. I, I hold my nose when I say this, but I, I think that Michigan State can cover the 16 and a half against Illinois. Um, and then let's see, love my Terps, love my Terps covering the five and a half against, uh, the Badgers up in Madison. And then, uh, you know, you spoke about if Georgia loses, there could still be an opening for them. They, they're going to need some carnage if they do lose because they don't get that shot in, in the sec championship game to rebound. Maybe take a look at some chaos happening in South Bend this weekend, Notre Dame money line. Take a gander because that is just plus 145. 
Mm. Clemson, I don't think is a particularly good team. A, a lot of people have characterized them as, as having powerful 2014 FSU vibes where they, they make the playoffs, <laughs> but they do not impress anybody. There we uh, have it. So. Correct me if I'm wrong with that was the Jameis uh, throwing yes. horizontally yes. game. Yes. Mm-hmm. First playoff game ever. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I, I love that call. I extremely similar vibes going on there with this Clemson team, which the offense at times looks good. I, you know, I'll say it, it looked good against Louisiana tech Uh, did not look so great uh, against Syracuse last week. I, I'm not a believer in this Clemson team long-term, but I don't know. I mean, if if they get through this game, they're going to have a pretty good shot uh, of making it undefeated. 